Pickaxe. Thanks for dropping into the cast party. Join the cast and crew as they are yeeted from their Hollywood film set into the crazy world of Dungeons and Dragons. And action! I can't believe they just left. They didn't even think long about taking me. Didn't even let me plead my case. I mean, come on. A few frost giant attacks on the nearby villages and they think all of us are big, mean, dumb idiots who are out to kill anything? Worst day ever. They even ran out of jalapeno relish. I had bland chicken today and they got to escape prison? I could have helped them. Yeah, sounds like you got big problems, eh, champ? Shut up, Ted. Enough with the giant jokes. <laughs> Fine, no giant jokes, but you don't have to be so cold. <laughs> Ted, I will break out of this cage just to bash your skull in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cast Party. My name is Colin McManus, and I will be your director for today. I am joined by my descending cast and crew, Ryan McManus. Hi, Sebastian Vivaldi Greensleeves, an emo at heart musician who, now having done loads of crimes in Fendrea, thought back to the first time he stole something. A bag of peach rings, his favorite candy, from his local gas station. It gave him such an adrenaline rush that he threw up in the parking lot, and he's been chasing that high ever since. Side note, don't steal things. <laughs> I love peach rings. Same! <laughs> Shout out to peach rings G Fuel, so good. Wait, peach rings G Fuel? Yeah, it's yeah, so G good. Fuel has a so Sonic good. Peach Rings flavor, and it tastes just like Peach Rings. What? It's very good. Like Sonic like the restaurant, or Sonic like... Sonic the Hedgehog, it's a collab. What? That's dope! It's it's really good. Oh my gosh, awesome. Oh, that's wicked cool. Highly recommend. Uh, you know who'd really like Sonic Peach Rings? Anna Brisbane. I, I don't know that she would. You are you. Well, Peach Rings <laughs> have gelatin, right? <laughs> No, but he said Anna Brisbane. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. Anna would. Um, <laughs> Blueberry Sky, the now elven druid who doesn't want anyone to realize that either her mother or her father or both were involved in at least 75% of her first 20 credits. Wow. Ooh. Hey, at least she got some on her own after that, though. Yeah. It's not 100%. <laughs> we had Nigel Deacon. What's going on? Xander Gucci Supreme, who often gets this feeling that he's being controlled by an omniscient presence. He can't really pinpoint it himself, but he's noticeably uncomfortable around anyone named Nigel and hasn't made the connection between the two things. However, he knows not to mess with that sort of thing, so he's also never fought it. Also, how many people <laughs> named Nigel has he met? Because I've literally only met one and none in person. I've literally only met you and that's it. I have met five. What? So Jesus. That's a lot of Nigels. We have a lot here. There's a lot in which is weird. Well, that's a beep. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot in beep. <laughs> I can include more NPCs named Nigel. Oh my God. I mean, you sh you probably should. But I gotta write that into my my evil folder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I met like I met this little like five year old kid, and that one really threw me off because it was at while I was working at uh, Hot Topic. 
then there was this one dude that worked at a Weiss, and he spelt it differently, but his name was still Nigel. How do you spell it different? It was spelt N-H-Y-J-E-L. That's a D&D name. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> That's how they're going to spell it in Fendrea. Yeah, true. <laughs> and then there's a cook at a local bar, and there were two others that I met like somewhat recently, but I can't pinpoint them. But yeah, like I've met a few. Oh, you're not even counting yourself? I don't know if I can say I've met myself. I don't really know who I am yet. I'm only 26. <laughs> can we not get existential right now? <laughs> <I know. laughs> and we have Vince Perino. Jet the Boulder Chambers, Big Burly Heartthrob. Fun fact about Jet, when he was a kid, his very first best friend was actually a guppy that he deemed Slurp. That's cute. And he named him Slurp because he liked to go to the top of the water and he'd like suck a little bit of air and water and go Slurp. That's adorable. It was his best friend for about a week, but... Did he grow up to be a frog? No, he didn't grow up. Ryan, guppy. Oh, not... (laughs) What do guppies turn into? (laughs) What's a guppy? It's just a fish. What the heck? I'm Googling guppy right now. A guppy is a fish, Ryan, and his best friend only lasted about a week. That's very sad. (laughs) And on that note, before we get into the episode... Something that happened on the behind the scenes last week from episode 18 that I just want to include here so everyone can hear it. In the past two episodes, all the party was doing a bunch of non-lethal damage to some guards from range, which is technically not allowed in the D&D rules. But from now on, we decided that because of how our campaign is going and this focus on not killing things, we're going to do a rule that they can attack from ranged non-lethally. They just have to, of course, say it beforehand, and it is going to be essentially considered like a half cover. So the AC of whatever creature they're attacking will have plus two. Also, I apologize for not being stricter about Jet's shield in the last episode. I did look it up, and it does only last one minute. It wasn't a huge impact on the last episode, but moving forward, Vince is going to be keeping track of that and how Jet uses it. So now we can get right into it and talk about what happened last time. We began our session with Jet providing a handshake to Kingsley as Zephyr opened up his cell. Kingsley grabbed a book from his end table while Sebastian debated starting a prison riot with Xander and unleashing a frost giant onto the rest of the prison. You decided against it and headed up to the first floor of the prison where the guards' quarters and rec area are, and you ran into two men playing a game while Joshua was passed out wearing a crown made of daggers. Sebastian convinced them that they had to do laps in the yard before Jet threw the large arcane battery into the machine, and it started sparking with loud arcane sparks. A captain of the guard came out of his quarters at this moment and shot the glass holding the alarm mushroom using a magical pistol. Blueberry, however, was close enough with the silent spell to stop the mushroom from screaming. She then bit through the screaming mushroom in her wolf form, killing it and preventing the alarm from continuing. Combat ensued, and with some gymnastics from Sebastian and Xander to get out of the ever-moving silent sphere, you were able to trap the captain in his quarters for an entire round before a few guards showed up in this main entrance. You took care of all these guards, almost all non-lethally, and then disposed of the captain and exited the prison, getting Kingsley past this magical wall. You ran up the stairs and into the main tower of the prison, where Xander used Nomura atop this statue of a man feeding a small dragon on his shoulder to hex and eldritch blast one of these guards. Running through the main entrance, Blueberry was able to stop the guards from barricading the door. During this encounter, as more and more officers showed up from different locations, both Jet and Xander fell unconscious, Xander getting very close to death when he got a natural one on his first death saving throw. 
but with some well-timed healing, an instant ice rink, a fog cloud, and some entangling roots to save all your asses, you were able to get out of this tower and head for the lift. Oh, the floor hazards. Yeah. A 500-foot chase to the lift remained, sprinting when you could. Crossbow bolts were shot from a distance. Blueberry warhorsed it up and helped Zephyr, Jet, and Kingsley at different times, getting them to their destination quicker. Some fast guards were able to catch up with you all as more arrows rained down and an ice storm appeared in front of you, hindering your progress. This ice storm came from a woman clad in black robes with lavender hair, a red magistrate choker, and a staff with an ice blue crystal at its top. She was joined by a large black cat with piercing eyes and only three legs crawling across her shoulder. This hindrance was not enough to stop you from getting to the lift, however, where Sebastian set off this fire signal and grabbed the box. Now, you're still taking this lift down the mountain, seeing much further into the distance than ever before. A cold breeze chills your bones as you descend lower. Over time, warmth comes back to you as the mountains are no longer covered in a layer of snow. And so the scene is set. The question is... What will you do next? Is everyone okay? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing okay. I think so. For now. How about you? You doing alright? Yeah. Yeah, that was just, uh, kind of close. A little too close. Yeah, you're telling me. Kingsley, Zephyr, how you guys doing? Um, uh, Kingsley is taking deep breaths. He has sat down on one of the boxes that is still on this lift. We're... Safe now? I mean, I don't know exactly where we're headed, but yeah. A lot more safe than we were a few minutes ago. We were told that at the bottom of this is just a tiny little trade town, but I don't know what lies wait for us down there. Zephyr is cleaning himself off, kind of, you know, taking his deep breaths and stand up. He goes, Tulta is the, uh, the village we're going to. Tulta. Yeah, um, there'll be some guards and stuff. If we can just talk our way out of it, we should be fine. They're not known to be hostile or anything, right? Well, they're going to be confused as why the lift's coming down so early and why all their stuff isn't coming down with it. There's no way they could have gotten message from the, the boys up top early or anything, could they? Oh, no, they got a message from us. And he nods towards Sebastian. The flare. There's no other way they can communicate? Not since we got rid of the other flares. Okay. Does Kingsley, like, look like a prisoner right now? He still has on his robes from the movie. <laughs> he does not currently have shackles or anything on him, so nothing really stands out. He actually looks, like, a lot cleaner than all of you guys. He's <laughs> like, you guys have been in metering and in the dirt and everything. Like, he looks like he hasn't done any of that. Dang, Kingsley, you're looking better than since we left. Huh. So, you think it was a good choice to leave the prison, right? I don't want to be a felon. Well, did you do anything that deserved arresting? Well, I was put in prison. For what? Well, so, they quickly discovered that I didn't know how I got to Fendrea, and they didn't seem to fight with me much compared to some of the other prisoners. I mean, I was told it was because of what I did and that I was able to bring P-1000 
people here. Did they give you a trial? Oh, no. That doesn't sound very just to me. Exactly. Well, I guess I agree. They do do things differently here, and I have been learning a lot. And he, like, gestures to his journal. About what? About how magic is not so good for this world. Man, it sounds like you got Stockholm Syndrome for prison. No, I don't I don't want to go back. I just don't want worse things to happen. Can I look at your notes? Yeah. He hands it over. I want to look at the book. Give me... Oh, no. Straight up intelligence. No! Five. Oof. Is Blueberry dumb? I am dumb. I'm not <laughs> book smart. I'm just wise. This is totally fine, because a five isn't really bad in this case. I wanted to see how much you'd be able to deduce more than just what he wrote down. Ah. So as he hands it over, he goes, I, I learned a lot. It, it seems, it kind of feels like I was reading a fantasy novel. From what I know, magic does exist here. I just don't understand how to use it or how it works, but you guys all seem to have figured it out. And there are new types of people here, and, and don't cancel me for that. I, I mean, they don't look human at all. Yeah, yeah, we noticed. <laughs> but here, here's the notes. Blueberry, you're you're not taking the whole time. Like, this is a big notebook. It's filled with stuff. So, you know, he has, like, in the start of this notebook is basically where he is, like, written out stories of where problems happened with large magic. And so one story deems that there were magic users at a place called Windermere. Windermere exploded. So Windermere was a knowledge center, had knowledge on how magic is done and how it's created. And essentially, the people here killed many innocents and themselves while destroying tons of information that was not just magical in nature, it included philosophy and history as well. And the final portion of this just says, in Kingsley's words, a great tragedy from people trying to play God. And then the next one is something you recognize, like a couple of these buzzwords you immediately go to. And this is how the druids of the Crimson Grove used their magic to disobey the gods. That Talos created an ocean between their land and they used their magic to artificially keep the land alive when it was destined to be ash. This angered Talona and she and her followers now have been spreading diseases here in Mildancha. In the bottom of this, it says vaccination. What's vaccination? Oh, they vaccinated me against the diseases. And he points to a, a small pinprick in his arm. Um, Zephyr? Is that what kept him behind the wall? I'd assume so. Unless they stabbed you more than once. No, not at all. I'm pretty sure they injected you with a thing to keep you behind a force field. I, I did not know this. I never tried to escape, though I, I heard others talk that there was an impenetrable wall. Yeah. Yeah, but it was penetrable by the guards. Do you still feel different? What do you mean? Mm, just that something's off here when it wasn't back home. I mean, look around you. Everything is off. Me, myself? No. I don't think so. Do you 
feel like you've done things here that you couldn't do back at home? Instead of talk with a man that looked like a cat? Not particularly. So, the things that they were teaching you, was it all just like knowledge-based, or was there anything like practical, like stuff that you can use? I was essentially just learning all of the problems that strong magic users have caused for this world. They're criminals, and essentially devastate much of Fendrea. I'm bored reading. Someone else read this. Ooh, I can read now. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I'll just give you a quick overview of the last two, three things that are in here that he has. There is notes about the saprophytic plague that a magic user turned undeath into a plague to rush the natural cycle of life and death, killing many, many people on Fendrea. The combining of the planes. The combining of the planes has been a big problem in Fendrea, but luckily that knowledge has been destroyed. So there are different planes of existence, and very powerful magic users can actually adjust where they are in like the planar sphere. Some of them have tried to combine with the material plane. There was one wizard known as Volazar who tried connecting the elemental planes together with Fendrea. Earth came first, then water, then fire. He essentially wanted the air to spread the fire, water, and earth across Fendrea to destroy it all. And before Volazar could finish the ritual, it was stopped before the air could come. And that is where Akendoth Mountain comes from, the Gulf of Hyannis, and the Badlands. I repeat everything that Colin just said, (laughs) but as Xander... Ah, uh, you see, I, I've heard it different ways. You know, plague can come from anywhere. It doesn't necessarily mean it's a magic user or whatever. But yeah, Volazar, he was a bad guy. Is he still around? Oh, no, he'd been dead for centuries. Okay, but this plane shifting stuff is very interesting. Yeah, I think, I think we might need to, like, as bad as this sounds coming right after reading all that, we might need to, like, get our hands on something like that so we can get home. Uh, yeah, you could destroy the world if you tried to just connect two planes together. What? Hype? Well, not so much like the connect. We don't want to connect them or merge them. We just want to like switch. Oh, you just want to get from here to there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, th- th- I mean, that's doable. It's it's illegal and it's real hard now, but you know. I mean, we'll be in a different plane. Who's going to catch us? Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Is there somewhere nearby that we could find more information out about this oh i don't know do you know anybody we could talk to yeah your boy might have more information than i will is there a volazar museum somewhere not that i know of and kingsley pipes up and just says i don't know of anywhere they wouldn't just give me that information they don't want us using strong magic you don't still have your lines from the movie do you he gestures his hand out for the journal. Oh, I hand it back. And he flips to the very back cover. I wrote it down. <gasps> wow, who would have thought Kingsley actually remembered his lines? Hey, Sebastian. There was one time. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear about any location at all from any of the other prisoners? Like, anywhere that they might have learned about magic? 
I didn't speak with them much about magic. Once you're in there, the magic talk is all about it being bad. Which is why they didn't treat me too harshly, because they said I wasn't as magical as they first thought. And the magistrate didn't target anyone in your teachings, did they? Or bring up anyone that could have been teaching said magic? They mostly taught history what has happened in the past. I do, I do not know what their plans are for now. We're just trying to figure out where to go from here. What do we know about who wrote Through the Realms of Myria? It was a team of writers. It was more than one person. It was not a specific person. Jet, you were around when the director gave Kingsley the new spell along with a new staff for the final scene. Oh, a new staff too. Okay. Kingsley, where where did they put your staff? I don't know. They took that long ago. The first day they took me. So, how exactly do we get back to Los Angeles? Yeah, that's what we're trying to figure out. What if I left the iron on? Well, oh. why would you do that going to work, bro? <laughs> I hope you have insurance, Kingsley. It's definitely not the first time he's done it. Aren't you like 40? You got like early onset Alzheimer's? I am 54. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'll I'll just play a little tune when everyone calms down as we're descending. So everyone gets Song of Rest, which is an extra 1d6 health. Ooh. Oh, nice. If you need it. That was exactly what I needed. Xander's gonna pull out his camera, snap a quick pic of Kingsley so that I can uh, have the memory, and then also go to the Find Familiar option. Because I saw it before, and I'm like, hmm, what the fuck is this? I'll bring back Nomura. You take that picture of Kingsley, much like the first time you had Nomura, you see it in the photo first before Nomura is not on Kingsley, but he is in bat form and flying by Kingsley around his head. You hear in your mind, Dad! Dad! Dad? Is that me or is that him? Is that Kingsley? Oh, God, hold on. He lands on your shoulder as he goes, Dad! Dad! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean you to make you think Kingsley was his dad. <laughs> the twist of the century here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. What up, little guy? Good to have you back. See, Jet, I told you he was fine. Holy shit. Wait. Oh, my God. Didn't he die? Buddy. I want to try to give him a little high five. <laughs> okay, since he's been rebirthed, he's in a good mood. <gasps> he will... Hold on. <laughs> All right, say a number real quick. 14. Between 1 and 100, sorry. 14. <laughs> <laughs> I got a 92, so... Oh, no. I was going to say that if it was within 50, <laughs> he was going to give you the high five. Oh. But instead, he hits you with a too slow. Oh. <laughs> oh. You little shit. <laughs> <laughs> He'll warm up to you someday. 
maybe i don't know he's still pretty new to me so i guess i don't know his uh his personality yet but <laughs> all right so so what where to next can we is there stuff in this town it should be just be like heading off to, right to the next town yeah do we need to like be quick and get out of here or is should we do something here before we move on uh, we got to figure out what we're doing when we get to the bottom first like what are we going to tell the guards that are you know patrolling this lift they're going to be curious why we're coming down. I'd say get out of Tulta pretty quick. So if you guys can take care of the guards, that'd be great. Now, when you, when you say quick, do you mean like we're running out of here or we just don't want to be here more than a day? If there are guards around, I'm going to be running. Okay. So we need to get ready. I don't think we should stay. I'm not going to stay. I'm going to leave. I'm going home. Job's done. Yeah, you're right. You did a good job, too. Thank you for uh, for all the help and the expertise and... You're mighty appreciated, my dude. Where should we go? Like, what's nearby? Is there, like, a town that's nearby or, like, a direction that we should go? Let's get out of Tulta, and then I'll give you, like, a lay of the land a little bit. Tight, tight. I can charm two people if if Sebastian's words aren't going well. <laughs> oh, God, not me. Come on, bro. You have the best way with words. No, you didn't say that about my music, so I don't know if I should believe you or not. <laughs> I didn't say musical words. Don't sing to them, bro, but, like, you can speak. <laughs> uh, I I mean, not gonna lie, I'm pretty deceptive. I could try, I can definitely try and pull this. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna let you take this one. If you want, uh, just tag me in. Perfect. I'm, I'm, I'm still coming down here. Literally. <laughs> you ready for another Zandy Sebastian whirlwind adventure? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that's what we called it, but okay. <laughs> that kind of sounds like a bad web series. Well, you see, Kingsley, you would be right, but it's actually the name of a dope web series. So, goddamn right. Or at least it will be when we're when we get home. Ain't that right, Sebastian? Right. When we can hire an animator to then uh, make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. The lift finally gets lowered to a little village down at the base of these mountains. This village is rather small, about the size of Wooded Holly, maybe a little bit smaller. The buildings here are not fancy, mostly made out of wood with hay or straw roofs. A couple have actual shingles or brick houses, but those seem to be about the nicest that gets down here. There is a large farm where you can just see an absolute ton of sheep grazing in the grass in a fenced-in area. As you get closer to the ground, you can see that there are guards here that are not wearing magistrate uniforms. They seem to be Elvarath guards. Three of these guards are waiting at the docking station for the lift while there are more nearby. The final thing you see here is very out of the ordinary. You can finally see how this lift is controlled. The pulley system is connected to a large, movable, horizontal wheel. There are large spokes that come out of the main portion of the gear system, and there is a giant here pushing these large spokes in one direction, which causes the ropes to coil around the gears at the top of this mechanism. The giant continues walking, and underneath its feet, there is a rut from him walking around this thing so often. Does he look frosty or not frosty? No, he does not look frosty. He, he has green skin. Mm. Ooh. So this lift slowly comes down and docks. The guards do not immediately put down the wall that is in front of you, but one of them has a spear out and says, Halt! No one should be on the lift. Why was the lift called down without the full exchange of goods? 
Yo, oh, okay, all right. Let me paint a picture for you real quick because this shit was crazy, my dude. All right, so we were up there. We're like benefactors thinking about donating to the prison, looking to get a little bit of like extra cash coming back our way, you know? While we were getting a tour of the place, the freaking, I don't know, there was a riot or something and they had to just get us out of there as quick as possible. And we couldn't go out the front door because was, there was like rioting happening, you know? So they put us on the lift and they had to send us down. Oh, what up? My name, um, my name is uh, Benny G. Jerry. <laughs> Give me deception. 19. Mr. B. G. J. We're so sorry. We're so sorry. Yes, of course. And he has the guys put the wall down. Should we just send this thing back up then? Yeah, honestly, you should probably go up there and help. It's it's getting kind of hairy. I don't know how much you deal with the magistrate, but oh, like... no, no, no. We don't go to Elvrath. Okay, all right. That's, uh, you know what? I don't blame you. It's a little spooky, not gonna lie. Not sure if we're gonna be investing, especially if they're dealing with riots like this. It's nuts. I mean, you might want to go up just to, like, watch the spectacle, but either way, we appreciate you. We feel safe now, at least. All right, yeah, great. Yeah, glad you guys are down. BJG. BGJ. We will definitely be taking our money elsewhere from the, the BGJ company. Um, I, uh, Bill Yanair, will be, will be funding something else now. <laughs> I mean, since you're here and since you guys kind of are overworking him, you want to feed Bandit? Who's, uh, who's Bandit? He points to the giant. Feed him? Yeah. Isn't he like a man? Well, yeah, but like we we pay him to do this. Oh, okay, that's nice. Okay. I mean, yeah, sure, I'll I'll feed him. Yeah, cool. Go talk to Chris and he'll get you a sheep. What? And he points to the sheep farm you guys saw. I don't like this. What? Oh, I understand what's about to happen. I think I'm going to pass. My my rich blood can't take it. <laughs> All right, we gotta go. I, th- I think we should just go straight out. Yeah. You guys head southward out of Tulta. That is the only road that connects Tulta because there is a river to the west, forest to the east, and all the mountains to the north that you just came down. This river you see to the west is where the uh, large waterfall you saw ends up after it comes down the mountains. Zephyr keeps walking. And ahead of you, there is a fork in the road and signs heading in multiple directions. Zephyr takes a stop, looks at you all and says, I guess this is where we uh, part ways. You guys know where you're headed? Nope. Not entirely. (laughs) Any suggestions? Let me give you the signs. There is Tulta slash the Great Lift to the north. East is Duford and Valorith. South is Faramore and Eagle Hill. West is Cordalra, which is a stone sign instead of most of the other ones are wooden other than the Valorth one. It's like a fancy metal with green inlay. And then there is Berndarium also to the west. And there is also a few flyers here that have been pasted on this post. What do they say? One is another of the same poster you've seen before of Prince Therian of Elvarath and Princess Velaspian of Valorith. So this one's kind of rotting away, just falling apart due to the weather. The wedding flyer? Yeah, so it's like one of the wedding flyers. 
it seems like it's been there a little while. Oh, guys, did we miss the wedding? Shit. Dang it. Damn. I could have made some extra cash with the by doing like the photography. I know, I could have DJ'd. That was for their engagement party. So the wedding hasn't happened yet. Oh. Y'all trying to wedding crashers this? So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) There's another one advertising Matthias's University of Modern Magic in Faramore. And then there is another one that says Adventurers Wanted. Duford being terrorized in the night by something that is stealing away people who live in the hills further from the city center. Ooh. That sounds like uh, right up my alley, not going to lie. Some like invasion of the body snatchers. That's like there's some abductions going on. Not going to lie. I'm too scared for something like that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to know about like any of these places, like I know, I know basic stuff. Would there be somebody at this magic university who would be able to help us with like shifting planes? So like if I had to guess... Probably not, because they're, like, advertising the university. If the magistrate knew of a, a university, they'd make sure the university wasn't teaching, like, really crazy high-level stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, so their magic teachings is probably, like, here's how you pull a rabbit out of a hat. Uh-huh. I don't... What? Why would you pull a rabbit out of a hat? It's dumb, inhumane magic. It's not cool. Well, you know, at universities, there's always something hinky going on. You can usually find someone that's doing way more than they should when they're definitely not treating the kids right. But, like, they know something about something. So it might be worth checking out. They gotta have information there, and if you're looking for magic, that makes sense. Yeah, like that hidden library, the forbidden section, Harry Potter. But also, <laughs> uh, you got your glove there, right? Son of a bitch! I keep forgetting about the damn mitten. Um, yeah, how do I... Do you... What is this? Do you know? You said it's cursed, right? Oh, yeah, I did say that, didn't I? Cordalra, Dwarven City in the Mountains. They got some weird stuff there. They got some seers there who believe they can tell the future. But also, a lot of them are like clerical in nature. They believe in the gods, and they might be able to get that mitten off of you. Well, that's good to know, but I don't want to be selfish and just like have us go out there so I can get rid of this mitten. Maybe someone at the magic place can do it. So, we think Kingsley here is the reason we're here right now. Do you think someone at the university might be able to help him kind of reach in and find what that magic is that brought us here? Or at least help him improve on it? Good a shot as any. What is Eagle Hill? It's actually really close to Faramore. It's it's another coastal town. Do they have anything special? Do they have any good vegan places? They like got this place that does like a lot of rice. That's a start. Okay. Eagle Hill is kind of cool, but the assholes there, they're super, like, military, and, like, the guards are kind of assholes, and they got, like, a curfew and all that. You can't be on the streets past dark and everything. It kind of sucks. Fuck that. I was hoping it'd be, like, Eagle Rock in L.A., you know, but whatever. Tell me what Eagle Rock is. Yeah, because, like, I know, but I want Colin to know (laughs) what it it is. (laughs) Um, it's just, like, a little, little town. Northeast LA can be kind of hipster, kind of not. Like, I oh, I used to love Eagle Rock. <laughs> Kingsley, you got to hang out with a crowd that's your age, my guy. I like hanging with the young folk. They teach you all the lingo and stuff. Yeah. Cap. 
That, that's that's mood as hell, right? Sheesh. <laughs> mood as hell. No cap. You are looking swag with that hat, Xander. Oh, which one? You talking about like my bape one or this crown of daggers that I got? Oh, it's falling to pieces. Oh, God, it's just six daggers. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here. He hands you the green dagger back that you gave him. Oh, tight. Thanks, man. Zephyr uh, grabs his bag. All right. Good luck. Thanks for the gold. Glad we got your friend out. Thanks, Thanks Zephyr. Thanks for your help. Thanks for the help, man. Thank you. Don't know if you guys recognize this yet, but uh, we just made history. Hell, I made history again. You know, it might not be talked about for generations or anything, but, like, we could be the talk of the town for a few days at least. Um, I'm cool with not being the talk of the town here. Not for this. Yeah, and maybe try to keep low or change your looks as much as you can. And if you tell anyone where I live, I won't hesitate to track down every single one of you and slit your throat myself. I, okay. Oh, I, we were good. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, noted. Cheers. Xander, he goes in for a dap. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Hit him back up. <laughs> I forgot he knows what that is. <laughs> Take care, Zephyr. Jet, what do you think? You haven't said much here. Fairmore, magic. We, we got we to gotta try to find something with it. All right. Uh, th- that's the only option. We can't go backwards. What, what's the point in going and trying to get abducted? Sebastian's too scared. We got to go towards magic. There's got to be someone at that university who is... On the down low, trying to do cooler magic than pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Yeah, right? Like that cool professor who doesn't play by the rules? Yeah, exactly. And he's like super hot. Ooh, okay. Let's go to Fairmore. <laughs> Ooh, Sebastian. Okay, guys. All right. <laughs> Does that mean I have to go to college again? Like you already went? Uh, we we're just visiting. We're just visiting? Okay. It's just like old school, Kingsley. Come on. You know Will? Yeah, him and I don't get along, though. the fuck is wrong with you, Kingsley? Come on. Will Farrell's great. He's a national treasure. He was not a national treasure. What are you talking about? No, he no, is he a is. national treasure. <laughs> so you guys are headed to Matthias's University of Modern Magic. You know, it's so rare that universities are named after, like, someone's first name, you know? Like, Matthias? Like, that's just, like, his first name. It's like, it's my school. I could see it as a last name. Maybe it's like Madonna. He just has the one name. <laughs> Ooh, true. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you're going to name a school after yourself that's dedicated to magic, you got to be pretty good at it, right? Or maybe that's who we need to go find. Yeah. So are we going there to just like sleuth around or are we? am I going to be a student? We're not officially enrolling you in the school. We're trying to see what these people know. Who are we to stand in the way of his education? If he wants to sign up, like, I guess he could sign up. But what What if we need him to sign up and he doesn't want to? It's kind of against magic right now. Then, like, I don't know. I'll do it. I could do magic. Does he want to get home? Oh, I want to go home, but I just, I'm not a good student. I'm not either. It's okay. We'll think about it on the way. I always thought you were kind of cool and, like, more book smart than most of the people on set. Kingsley, are you not? I only like learning about stuff I like. You don't like magic? Oh, well. But it's magic. You can do stuff like this, and I'm going to snap my fingers, and fireworks are going to come out, and it's prestidigitation. He snaps, and nothing happens. Come on, keep going. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> you got it. Ready? <laughs> bam. 
You begin following the sign southward towards Faramore and Matthias's University of Modern Magic as Zephyr heads down the road to the east, jingle in his pocket from all the platinum he has earned and an arrow wound in his leg. I have a disguise. Wait, I don't have a disguise kit. At some point, let's try to find a disguise kit because I'm like good at that stuff. Do you want my jacket? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> and it's my leather jacket again. But I'm changing back into my, like, uh, normal leather armor. Oh, Jet, do you want to put your chain stuff back on? Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I think I am going to put that on. The journey southward is nothing too exciting. The forest is cleared rather well around the road. Again, it parallels the large river that you saw earlier. It's moving slowly southward. This seems to be a highly trafficked area, and you are seeing some other merchants and adventuring types during your travels. One particular caravan you see has mounted guards pulling wheeled carriages. The front carriage is rather small. It only needs one horse pulling it and doesn't seem like full-grown human would fit in it well. Only one guard is riding the horse pulling the carriage. There are other guards here that are all halflings moving along the side and following this carriage, and they're all riding dogs. Some Mastiffs, St. Bernards, and then finally some Newfoundlands that are leaving a trail of drool as they walk. The carriage has no defining features other than a red banner that has a salamander climbing a hill. Ooh. And this is real-world salamander, not D&D salamander, for those who know what that is. Behind this carriage is another with the same banner on the side. This one is much larger. It is a large mass of cages made of metal bars that are being pulled by two more guards on horses. There are dozens of owls all in their own cage on this carriage. The caravan passes you all as one of the halflings riding a St. Bernard uses the blunt end of his spear to keep distance between you and the caravan. Oh, that's a pretty dope symbol. Have we ever seen a symbol like that? I mean, you see banners that have had different symbols like that, but not this one specifically. Okay. I will say it's not the same, like, magistrate red. It's a much brighter red. Did you say they were heading away from us, down the way that we came, or going along the same direction? They are heading north while you are heading south. How, how long after we left did we run into them? Hours. All right. What you know of this area and kind of what you saw on the lift, they probably came from either Eagle Hill or Faramore. The rest of the day's travel goes by with typical traders again, as you've seen previously. But as the sun begins to set and the three moons begin to rise in the east, there is much less traffic along the main road here. There also seems to be a plethora of dark clouds forming to your west. How long do you all plan to continue traveling this evening? Not too late, right? I am absolutely exhausted. Yeah, we haven't had much rest except for, for that small rest on the uh, on the lift. That's it. So should we find some trees and make camp? I'd be okay with it. I'm dozing off. I don't know how much more I can walk. Uh, I think that's our best route right now. Find a nice secluded area. So you can either do a group survival check or one of you can take the help action and roll with advantage. Sander, you know about camping in the woods. Is this a good spot? 
I've gone glamping plenty of times. I've got this. Hit that advantage, baby. 16. Again, you guys are still in a somewhat foresty area. As you are looking around, Blueberry, it helps that you still have dark vision as it's getting to dusk. So the dimmer light is easier for you to see in. But also, you notice that these clouds to the west, they're storm clouds and they're headed for you. So you know you have to find somewhere that's not only going to be safe for you guys, but also dry or as dry as you can get. Yeah. It takes a little bit or you aren't able to just find a place right off the road. You have to go into the woods a little bit, but you're able to find an area that is higher elevated. So it will mostly likely stay a little bit drier and it's densely packed with trees. There's enough room for you all to gather around on the ground. So you are able to find a relatively comfortable spot for the night. These dark clouds continue to move quickly in the night sky. You begin to see flashes of lightning before the rain gets to you. Are you having anyone stay on watch? And how are you setting up camp for the night? I can stay on watch for half the night. And then one or two other people can handle the rest of the time. Yeah, I can uh, I can handle first watch. Yeah, I feel like I would just pass out. I would think I would sleep through the night. Yeah. I still got that adrenaline pump through. It's been a few hours, but like, man, we did some shit. So I'm good. I'm good. Is this a safe spot? With the, the, it looks like a storm's coming. I mean, it's not ideal, actually, to be under trees when there's a storm coming. <laughs> Is there like a cave around anywhere? Yeah, more like a cave. <laughs> <laughs> Is there like one big rock we can hide under? Okay, you know, in the Lord of the Rings, when Frodo and Sam are hiding underneath that overhang of a tree? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like the roots? It's like a big version of that. So it's not a cave but it's a weird, creepy hill thing. Great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody, let's take five. This just in. It seems hoodlums and vandals have started terrorizing convenience stores by hiding large lad cans of ale among their water sections. What sort of deviant would... Oh, what's that? I see. Well, I've just received a correspondence that it's actually Mountain Spring Water from a company called Liquid Death. That seems like such a harsh name. Are you sure that's right? Oh, I see. They want to murder your thirst. I get it. Yes, yes, and they want to bring death to plastic. It all makes sense. Many of you listeners may not know this, but plastic doesn't really get recycled anymore. At least not as much as it used to. So, when you finish your juices and your bottles of pop, often those plastic bottles end up in a landfill, and that's no good. Liquid Death, on the other hand, well, it looks like they're in pure aluminum. And that, my friends, is infinitely recyclable. Well, why don't we taste it? I wouldn't want to mislead our listeners. Oh. Oh my. My thirst has never been quite so quenched. It's like I'm... Riding through the Alps on the back of a thirst-murdering unicorn. By God, that's delicious. It really does look like a beer, though. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Liquid death for all your thirst-murdering needs. Sparkling or still, give it to your kids, your co-workers, even your dog. To get some for yourself, go to liquiddeath.com and get a koozie two-pack, an $8 value, on us when you purchase a 12-pack and use the code CASTBODY at checkout. It's also available nationwide at 7-Eleven and Whole Foods. 
Damn it, that's crisp. Shit, it's good to be alive. Hiya, cast and crew! Looking to change things up at your table with a brand new adventure from a best-selling team of publishers? Crit Academy has just released their Kickstarter for Capes and Crooks, a 5th edition superhero RPG. Capes and Crooks is a complete RPG game with everything you need to create a super experience that will surely delight your players. Forget about buying three separate books, drawing your own maps, calling out of work so you can prep your story, and getting fired just to run your new campaign. Crit Academy provides you beautiful people with everything you need in one single and simple book. Throw away your great swords, fireballs, and castles. Just for a bit, you might need them when you get back to adventuring. Capes and Crooks contains a brand new, expansive world filled with superpowers, intrigue, and advanced technology. New and unique character building options will allow your players to completely customize their heroes along their journey. An elaborate world full of opportunities for story-driven character growth, political intrigue, moral ambiguity, and of course, big, epic fight scenes. Now, what are you waiting for? Head on over to CritAcademy.com slash Capes and Crooks. Their Kickstarter is now live. So now I have to ask you, will you choose to become the hero or the villain of your game? Quiet on set! We're rolling in three, two, one, action! So Xander, you're taking first watch, and then Blu-ray, you're taking second watch? Yeah. So, Xander, the dark clouds, again, are just moving quicker. Night sky completely blocks off the immense light coming from the three moons above. We'll say you were able to make a fire underneath this area and just at least keep you a little bit warm and make a little bit of light. The rain begins a heavy downpour, and it becomes very difficult to see other than during the flashes of lightning. Are you doing anything on your watch? No, I don't think so. Wait, did we already do the donut today? No. No, you didn't. Alright. I'm gonna pull out a donut so that I can snack on a donut. Roll me a d6. Six. Hey! Oh, am I gonna eat six donuts? <laughs> I mean, you could <laughs> save one. <laughs> Tight. Um, so, I'll eat the donuts. Potentially all of them. Hold on. I only eat one. <laughs> <laughs> but I I avoid the vegan one, and I wash it down with a sip of the suspiciously strong ale. But I'm going to wait until, like, the last, like, hour before I, I do all of that. Give me a perception check. Eight. You guys are in this somewhat cave-enclosed area. But around you is forest, there's bushes, there's trees, and there's constant downpour. During one of these flashes of lightning, you see something moving slightly in the bushes. Excuse me? Hello? Can I cast light? I I guess I'll just use my camera light because that's all Xander would know how to do right now. I will say these are a little bit further than 20 feet from you. You'd have to get out of the the little cave a little bit to get closer. All right, fuck it. I've been drinking. Oh, I'll say yeah. With the with the drinking, you're feeling very strong. Feeling a little bit stupid. What else is new? Come on, baby. Come on. 
So you head off to the west a little bit. Just outside the cave. You're only like 10, 15, 20 feet from where you were. I mean, I'm looking around with the light. I got my finger on the capture button just in case so I can document whatever creature is about to pounce on me. Yeah, you get closer to these bushes and you start to see different colors. Seems to be like three creatures here. One of blue, one of red, and one of purple. Uh, I hold out a donut. (laughs) You see one of these things' eyes go wide. They have really large bug-like eyes. And you hear, Oh crap, he's big! Run! And these three small frog-like humanoids jump out of the bushes and run to the west, back towards the river. Instincts. Uh, Xander's got to chase after him. Jesus. (laughs) These things are just running away from you. Yeah, I'm chasing after him. Wait, wait. You spoke, but you're small and weird. What are you? Oh, shit! Give me an initiative roll just so I know who goes first so we can kind of keep track of that. 16. They actually go first. They're taking a dash action to just get 50 feet away. And you definitely think you would be able to follow them if you ran at full speed. Great. I will do that. You can literally get to melee range of them if you'd like. I'm going to not do the dash action, I think. I think I'm going to go as far as I can go towards them and turn around and throw a rock at Sebastian because he's the closest. Okay, are you using a magic rock or not? No, I just want to throw one of the pebbles. So give me an attack roll on Sebastian. Advantage because he's incapacitated? Yeah, because I'm technically sleeping. Oh, yeah, you do get advantage. Dirty 20. You hit Sebastian. Sebastian, I'll say you wake up from that. Do I take damage? (laughs) Roll a d4 and subtract three. Whoa. Zero. It didn't hit you in a tender spot. Just hit your butt a little bit. No, oh, what the f- what the fuck? Uh, get the goddamn mosquitoes, Sebastian. There's weird things. There's weird things. <laughs> uh, oh, oh god. Okay, I'm coming. Sebastian, you'll just go on Xander's next turn, just because that's going to be easier. Oh shit! They're following. The one purple one, Xander, runs up to you and slices at you with a dagger. Oh. This little guy sacrificing himself. 17 hit. 17, that hits. You're going to take six piercing damage. Damn. And I need a constitution saving throw. What the fuck? Nine. You're also taking five poison damage. Ow, bitch. I wasn't going to hurt you. I just wanted to know what you were. The other two, they move another 50 feet. So there's only one right next to you. The other ones are about like 75 feet from you now. But yeah, that's your turn. And it's right in front of you. Can I pick him up? Like a child? (laughs) Yeah, give me a grapple check. Nat 20. Hell yeah. He got a two. (laughs) Put me down! Put me down! No. No. Hold on. I'm not... (coughs) Oh, Jesus. What was in that knife? Look. I don't want to hurt you. What are you? Do you want a donut? <laughs> Sebastian, your turn. Uh, I'm going to run 30 feet right behind Xander. Dude, 
Did you throw a fucking rock at me? Yeah, but look, I have this weird thing. What the fuck is that? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's my turn. <laughs> Xander, give me a constitution saving throw. 16. Passes. But when you're touching this thing, you feel the need to get yourself really wet and jump in the mud. Put me down! Put me down! I'm gonna slowly put him down as I reach for a donut. I'm convinced that he wants a donut. Alright, look. Stop. Pause. Hold on. Hold on. Don't stab me again. This is food. Are you okay? Do you want more? I have more. It's a peace offering. It stops and turns its hand really quick. It's sniffing. Sniffs? It's real good. And it grabs the donut out of your hand, and it starts running. I'm just going to let him go. I mean, I got like a decent look at him when I picked him up, but like that thing was not worth the trouble. Damn. That's, that's a wasted donut. What? Like, I don't even know what that was. Was it a frog? A guppy? It was like a, like a goblin frog. It was like a, a froglin. Ew. Roblin. Froglin? Okay. Well, was it like angry? Why, why was it creeping on us, man? He stabbed me, but I don't know. Like, I saw something in the woods, and I had to investigate, because, like, I don't know. Whatever. We should just go back to bed. Or you should. I just got to finish up my watch. Just, I, I don't know. Throw a rock if they come back. Will do, bud. Xander, you go back to watching. Sipping on some ale. Hour goes by, and you think this is about when you're about to go sleep time. Okay. So you wake up, Blueberry. Yeah. Blueberry, you doing anything fun? You got your long rest in. Feeling all good. While I'm on watch with Frederick, I would like to cast guidance on myself. Just like Druidcraft a little, a little lily just to make myself happy. Put it behind my ear and cast guidance on myself to assist with my perception. And I would also like to just, while I'm passing the time, be druid crafting. I want to try to make a gigantic daisy that would act as, like, a parasol. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Give me just an arcana roll. My arcana is bad, but that's a 13. <laughs> I'm going to use my guidance for that instead of my perception. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> so that's a 16. It looks even better. It's nice and sturdy. You can like twirl it around and it moves nicely. It does have the typical like daisy flower petals. So it doesn't work as well as like an umbrella or yeah. a parasol would. But it looks really cool and it looks nice. You get inspiration for that because that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I do need a perception roll from you though. Yeah. Before I uh, go to sleep, can I just mention like watch out for froglins? Uh, okay. You'll know it when you see it. That's an 18 perception check. The rain continues. The dark clouds again are moving quickly. An owl who's nearby. <sighs> Cute. The wind gusts through the trees, blowing the rain sideways for a brief moment every few minutes. Lightning continues, followed by a roll of thunder a few moments later. 
from the woods to the south, you see slow movement. And a flash of lightning illuminates a small female child. She wears a tattered forest green hooded robe that is torn and stained with dark brown spots. Nope. Nope. I don't like this. Go shadow. Don't like that. I don't like this. Nope. 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 The hood covers the top of her face, and you can only see knotted black hair coming down from the darkness. Her legs are wrapped in what look to be gauze or some sort of paper. Ah! Is it looking this way? She is looking directly at you. She is about 35 feet from you. I'm going to cast sleep by fey blood. My newly fey blood is just going to take over. <laughs> and I just kind of whip my hands forward and pollen just sort of wafts from my hands over to her. And I need to roll to see if she has too many hit points to fall asleep. It was a six. Okay. 28. So if she has 28 hit points or fewer, she falls asleep. Undead and creatures immune to being charmed are not affected. You send these spores over, up the hood, into and around her face. And she says, Seek solace in your dreams. And then she turns around and walks away. Was that a targeted ad? What was that? Like, is that for, was that supposed to be for Sebastian? Can I make an insight check on that? Like, what was up with, what was the intention there? Yeah, give me insight. 17. Give me investigation at the same time. Oh, no. Ugh. Eight. This creature was definitely there. It was not an illusion. But with your insight, you could tell that the voice was like an imitation. That it was not actually this creature's voice. Uh, and I could see the, the pollen waft over it and it was completely unaffected? Or like it, it wobbled a little and then nothing? or Completely unaffected. Oh god! Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna keep watching that way and I'm gonna quickly look behind me I'm like it's a distraction what's behind me nothing alright I'm just gonna be like extra on alert I'm like leaving my daisy for now and just like <coughs> looking everywhere and I told I tell Frederick to be on alert Frederick gets out he goes right to the edge not quite getting wet sitting on his back legs perked up and just looking Frederick, do you think that was a froblin? <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. The rest of your watch goes by uneventfully. <sighs> Guys, I think I saw a froblin and she was so creepy and she wouldn't go to sleep. And what? What? You saw like frog people? Yeah, they were just weird. Big buggy eyes. What? No. It was like a little girl, but like definitely not a little girl, you know? Uh, oh, I don't think so. We saw like frog goblin creature 
monsters. I gave one a donut and it stabbed me. So stabbed them real good, honestly. I guess that's the wrong order. (laughs) (laughs) He stabbed me and then I gave it a donut, but whatever. It was a weird situation. You guys saying this? This this all happened last night? Yeah, it was it was weird night. I I think it was the rain, man. Why didn't anybody wake me? There was a creepy, like, cloaked girl, like, little cloaked girl what? with, like, bandages all up her legs, and she was like, seek solace in your dreams, but it was, like, a weird voice, like, she was, like, faking the Ooh. voice, I was like, who the fuck are you, and I cast sleep, and then, so, like, the pollen, like, wafted over her, and it did nothing, and I swear it should have worked on, like, anybody who was, like, not, like, a zombie or something, like, I don't know what happened. Why didn't anybody wake me? I mean, she laughed. Yeah, the little frog people kind of piece, but they definitely, uh, I don't remember bandages. Uh, I remember big, wet, buggy eyes. No, I couldn't see her eyes. Well, you would have seen him, trust me. So, I think we're talking about completely different things here. We, uh, I think we should get out of these woods. Your night sounds a lot scarier than ours. Well, I didn't get stabbed. Okay, true. Does anyone know what seek solace in your dreams means? It's pretty cryptic, I'll tell you what. It sounds like a threat to me. You know how like people are like sweet dreams, but they sometimes use that as a threat when they're about to kill them? That's the vibe I'm getting here from like a murder child, so... Uh. Like Friday the 13th kind of thing? Yeah. The only thing I could think of is these strange occurrences of dreams of Sebastian. Anyone have any weird dreams last night? Not that I can remember. Uh, I was I was eating pasta dinner with some beans. With some beans? Weird combo. Should we investigate that direction? I want to like start look I mean I know it's been raining but I want to see if I can find any footprints where she was standing. Give me investigation. Oh god. Or did she did she leave anything around either? Like a no or Natural 20 but minus 1. This was towards the end of your night. At this point, it was basically kind of where the the storm kind of was slowly ending. So it was more just like sprinkle raining rather than like the the huge shocks of lightning. You can see where she was standing in this grass because this grass was very long and it was wet and it allowed footprints to stay. And where she had stopped on the ground is a handful of very fine sand that had been dropped. <gasps> oh my god, look. This was right where she was. What is this? Is that like burned ash or is that like pocket sand? What's pocket sand? Sand that ends up in your pocket as a defense mechanism. Uh, Xander told me about it. It's a it's a tactic. It's like street fighting. You keep a little bit of sand in your pocket. You throw it in their eyes. Can't see. Debilitation. Discombobulate. Does it lead anywhere else, or is it just that little pile? Do I have any idea what this sand is? Give me Arcana. God damn it. (laughs) 16? She moved closer to you, said something, and dropped something at the same time. Wait. Which is something you have to do when you cast spells, Blueberry. Uh, she cast a spell. This is like a spell component. Is it like Father Time sand? Like, you know, doesn't he like sprinkle sand in your eyes when you sleep? That's what the crusties are. That's what my parents told me. What? She told you to dream, right? Yeah. 
Is this like dream sand? Could it be dream sand? To my knowledge. It kind of looks like the spores you used. It's not the same one that you used, but it it has the same sort of magic essence to it. (gasps) Do I get the feeling she was trying to cast sleep on me? With your intelligence check, that sounds like a pretty good deduction. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. We tried to cast sleep on each other and it didn't work. (laughs) What the heck? Do you want me to bring it? I mean, no, I don't think it's special. Okay. We should get out of the woods. Yeah, I'm not feeling this too much. Are there footprints leading away from the way the direction she went? Southward. The road you were following was going southward, but you are now a couple dozen yards into the woods. So you'd be like going the right direction, but you wouldn't be following the road anymore if you did that. Guys, I'm really curious, but also really spooked. You know, this is like a horror movie. But it's daytime now, so it's less spooky. Uh, I don't want to go off the road. Guys, like, this is how people get killed in horror movies. But it's daytime. Yeah, it's the daytime in the uh, Blair Witch Project, too. I don't think that's true. There were parts that were in the day. I want to go. Blueberry's following the footprints. Oh, God. Okay, give me survival. Eleven. This is very easy. There's wet footprints, there's mud around, there is this long grass, and you follow these footprints for about 25 feet before they completely disappear. Oh, <laughs> no. They're gone. Where are we? In the forest, just a little bit outside of your camp. Is there anything on the ground next to where they disappear? From your general looking around, your like passive investigation, no. And it's not like, oh, you like slowly lost the trail or anything. There were very distinct footprints, and then the last one was like a right footprint, and then they were gone. She either vanished or flew away. Either is terrifying. Anything up in the trees? (laughs) Yeah, give me a regular perception check. Oh, yeah, baby, 25. Dang. God. There are a couple animals, squirrel going by. You notice that there's something in Xander's pocket before he even does for the morning. <laughs> <laughs> in the trees, though, we'll say there's uh, you find an apple tree. Oh, my God. Apple tree. I completely forget about the girl, and I'm going to try to thorn whip an apple down. Easy. Super successful. Anyone want an apple? Please. Uh, I'll take one. I'm sick of berries. Hungry. Oh, yeah, Xander, there's something in your pocket. Oh, damn, thanks for looking out, Blueberry. It's a three. You find a small note crumpled up. That is addressed to you. It looks like it has been opened already. When y'all write me a note, can I read it? Xander, this is a note from your sister the day she left. This sucks. Seriously. Why do you do these things? I cannot believe it. I can't stand it anymore. I don't want to talk to you again. I'm moving away from LA. I've changed my number. Goodbye, Alex. This is a note you have read before. And for the next 24 hours, you will have disadvantage on constitution saving throws and checks, as well as perception checks. What is that? 
Uh, it, no, it's it's nothing. Just a piece of garbage. Weird. Yeah, sometimes there, some, sometimes the things in my pocket are, are good, but not this one. It's just trash. Well, deception. Is it a lie though? Because Xander might think that it's trash. He said it's nothing. That is true. Okay, yeah, you have to roll deception for it's nothing. Yeah. Okay. Twenty three. Okay. You're pretty damn convincing. Huh. Weird. Yeah, I gotta find like a trash can for it. I'll keep it in my pocket until then. Yeah, please don't litter. Thank you. Never. Well, let's head back to the road. Eating our apples. See if we can find the school. Kingsley, are you alive? He just woke up. Where'd you get apples? From the ghost child. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) He asked for a second apple. Blueberry, do you mind? Yeah, yeah, of course. Do you know how many turkey and chicken sandwiches I have eaten the past 10 days? (laughs) That's awful. They just didn't have fruit. They didn't have any vegan options? Oh, they had rice. You can't just survive off of rice, though. I beg to differ. You all go on munching your apples as you return to the road, and your journey continues, heading ever closer to Faramore. Soon enough, the forest begins to scarcen, and the hills begin to be more prominent geographic feature around you, along with the road turning from dirt into a light gray brick. You begin to smell farmland, and a hint of a salty sea hits the air. Just a few hundred feet more, you start to see buildings, cottages, farmhouses, even shops. From here, the road begins trending downwards towards the rest of the city. From this high point, you can see you're on the outskirts of Faramore. The large river you were following earlier splits into two close to the sea. This creates an island that the main city of Faramore sits on. The outskirts stretch much further than the downtown city itself and are on both sides of the river split in twain. The light gray stone brick road continues downwards towards the main city. Wow, this is cute. So colorful. Hey guys, do you think we should find a shop where I can get like a makeup kit and like change our looks up a little bit? Are we technically on the run now? I think technically. Might not be a bad idea. I mean, we we were told to kind of change our looks. Yeah, you kind of stick out a lot, and Jet's huge, so... Yeah, I might want to at least find a wig. So you're starting to pass shops and farms you began to see initially, some smiths and herbalists scattered about. There are different small roads coming off of this main road that are again made of dirt that branch off into small neighborhoods all their own. A little further down, there is another one of these small roads. However, this is the first one you see that is still made of these gray bricks. There's a small gate where this long road connects to the main avenue you're currently on. The gate is open, and hanging on the gate is a small sign that says Matthias's University of Modern Magic, along with another one of these posters you saw after leaving Tulta. Oh. There we go. So it's on, like, the outskirts of the city. Okay. So is this like a college town? That's kind of hype. Party city. Yeah. Are there any taverns nearby? What you're seeing is a very long road that heads up to the university. But from where you are, you're on like the main avenue here that allows you to get to all other parts of the city. 
So if you wanted to find a tavern, it would be very easy. So do we do we want to head straight towards the university, or do we want to check out the town first? Okay, Jet, Jet, hear me out here. Huh? Is Kingsley going to bring down the party vibe? Uh, 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 uh... You know, should we drop him off real quick, or before we go into town? I've had my fair share with Kingsley. We, you know, he can hold his own. We'll put it that way. Okay, I just, just wanted to make sure. But when it comes to this magic stuff, I, I don't know how he's going to be. That's where he might be the downer. Kingsley, would you be down to shave? Oh, yeah. I mean, I normally keep it trim, but like I can go... Yeah, but like clean shaven, you'd probably look entirely different. Yeah, yeah. You think that's going to be part of, of the dress code? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. I, I like need a razor, though. Um, we got some daggers. Maybe we can buy a razor. We'll look. Maybe they have barbers or something here. Yeah. I'd hope so. Oh my god, let's look for a hair salon. Hair salon! That's our first order of business. Oh my gosh. Jet, you should go bald. What? No! You'd look sick. No! What do you mean? I don't want to go completely bald. That's like action star hero just waiting to happen. You, Everyone's bald. You've seen them all. Uh, well, yeah, but I, I want to be my own. I don't want to follow. Yeah, okay. Unless, unless, unless I get to keep the beard. That'd be pretty cool. Mm, it would be. Can we look for a hair salon? So you just have to head a little bit further down into the city. There is a, another sign that leads to the tranquility sector, which is to the east. It seems like there's a bunch of buildings really close together, and they're very well organized compared to the rest of what you've been walking through. And they do seem to have a bunch of shops over there. Let's go that way. You head to the Tranquility Sector. You see a red and white spinning pole outside (gasps) of a small building that has a sign that says Cost Choppers. Whoa. I don't get it. Do you not have cost cutters out there? You don't know what cost cost cutters cutters is? You don't know what cost cutters? No. Oh, what? <laughs> it's like the discount hair place that's yeah. everywhere. I thought that was Supercuts. Oh, you guys have Supercuts. Oh. What is Supercuts? Maybe it's a Northeast thing. Yeah, it could be Northeast or it could be like a, or East Coast versus West Coast. But she was on the East Coast. Oh, that's yeah. true. It's got to be Northeast then. It's where like my dad took us when we were little to yeah. like get buzz cuts and shit because it was like $10 for like everyone. Yeah. It's super cost choppers. So it's it's a mix of super cuts and cost cutters. There are cost cutters in LA. I just don't. I've never been introduced to them. I hope you don't need to. Yeah, don't <laughs> yeah. ever go to one. But cost choppers, on the other hand, they have their Yelp. They have their scream reviews on the window uh, and they look pretty good. Oh, we're going in. Can I like make an insight check to see if like they are actually good? Because I have high standards. Yeah. Are these forged... Give me insight. Oh, no. <sighs> Six. I was also asking, so I don't know if she gets advantage or if I roll two. Yeah, you roll yourself. Yeah, you can do two. That's a natural 20. Oh, yeah. So all these, they are magically made, but like you're going deep and you're like, wow, this one uses just such different syntax and the, the use of periods is so different and symbolism in this one because of this person's so happy it definitely seems like a bunch of different people wrote these 
They got 4.38 stars. I'm looking up and, and just kind of reading through them. It sounds a little sketch, but I mean, all these seem real. Okay. Are there any, like, paintings of haircuts on the outside? <laughs> this one says they give a really good fade. I don't want that. <laughs> what? Blueberry with a fade? <laughs> Blueberry fire. <laughs> Special, you should get a mullet. Uh, You gotta get a haircut. We're all getting haircuts. Ugh, not a mullet. Do they do just cuts or do they die? There's definitely some dye here. All, all the best artists in the world have had a mullet at some point in their life. It's not long enough yet. Who says? Blueberry, shh, let me have this. So, you know, like all the anybody that big, they just had mullets. So you should totally get one. Like who? Billy Ray Cyrus? I'm not freaking dad 80s metal, man. Why would I want to do that? Because it's the new hip thing. Be the trendsetter. Be the one that starts it, bro. Is it the new hip thing or is he the one starting it? Which is it? Boom. Checkmate. I, I'm with Jet on this one. I loved my mullet. And that's the reason I'm not going to get one because Kingsley had it. Even your favorite guy from Green Day had a mullet. Listen, if Green Day was on my list of inspos, sure, absolutely. But... You know, just like you said, I'm not trying to be like everybody else. I'm trying to do my own thing. And if he had a mullet when he was starting his world-renowned pop-punk band Green Day, then I'm not going to get one. <laughs> Kingsley pushes you ahead, Sebastian, to go into the door. There's a nice little jingle. He's got a beautiful white tile floor. And by beautiful, I mean there's just hair everywhere. And because it's a white tile floor, you can see it all over the place. There's a couple people here cutting hair. There's not that many patrons here right now. It is still early in the morning. You guys didn't travel much. So you guys are, you guys are here before the rush to cost choppers. And there is an elven woman here with big updo kind of hair. Not quite Karen hair. It's more like fluffy None of it comes down below, like, the bottom of her ears. And she walks over and talks to you guys. Hey, what can I get you? Do you accept walk-ins? Oh, yeah. Um, I think we're all looking for a fresh look. Oh, darling. I could work wonders with you. And she walks over and she brings you over to a mirror. And then she starts illusioning magic onto your head to show you what she thinks she could do with your hair. Oh, that's dope. Oh my god. And so she's like doing different colors. She's doing a couple updos. She does like one where you're just completely bald. Uh Uh-huh. Ew, ew, ew! I think Blueberry would just go for like a dirty blonde bob. Okay. Cool. A little shorter than shoulder length, which it's she's gonna look so much like her natural self, just with slightly shorter hair than in real life. And she goes, Let's get to it. And she grabs your hand and brings you over to one of these chairs. She does like a a low cut just to get you Mm -hmm. all set up, then starts dying, and then while you're dying, she like comes over. This is a random question. Can you guys think of any D&D thing that's technically legal that would make them be able to put hair on a head? Obviously, like, this woman can't do, like, time magic to, like, make the hair follicles (laughs) go faster or anything like that. What about, like, mend? 
Like, could you like take someone else's hair and just mend <laughs> take it? Take hair all on the ground and just mend. <laughs> there is it's covering the floor. <laughs> Sebastian, she like makes your hair down to your ass in one of them. Oh God! But it's like a patchwork of different colors, and then she goes, and then we just have to dye it, and then she like shows what it would look like dyed. Oh <gasps> wait, we can get longer hair. I can get longer hair. Okay, let's let's do shave off the left side. Just right up, right up to like the top of the hairline. Shave it, shave it all. Can you make it longer and then just swoop it on down? That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> so you're basically doing like an undercut only on one side. Yeah. And then you're having the the hair get longer and then swoop down the other side. Yeah, because it's it's kind of long right now. Like if it were like in front of like my like Skrillex. Yeah, kinda. Oh, that's perfect. Little little shorter than Skrillex. Okay, so like a uh, shoulder ish. Yeah, a little, little past the shoulder. Nice and fluffy. Color? Guys, I, I probably shouldn't keep the black, should I? I mean, you'd be less recognizable if you changed it. Uh, can you do silver? Yeah. Hype! Ooh, honey. And she puts a beard on you. How does this look? <gasps> Guys, I've never been able to grow a beard. <laughs> this is amazing! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just stroking it. You can't feel it yet is the problem because it's just the illusion still. Oh, wait. Okay, okay. Um, How about just like just like some five o'clock shadow? I don't want like a whole thing. Just maybe just a little stubble. Oh my god. She's able to do that. She gives you a five o'clock shadow. She mends a bunch of hair. It's actually <laughs> mostly blueberries hair that she brings over. And she puts into your hair and mends it to the right length, and then she ends up dyeing it that gray you wanted. Thanks, Blueberry. Do you want a gray five o'clock shadow? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Actually, salt and pepper beard. We are changing up the party so much right now. <laughs> Kingsley went to another guy who was there, and he just got clean shaven. And he looks like, instead of 54, probably like 51 now. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Kingsley. Hey, looking good. If he dyed his hair dark, he would look so much younger. Oh, hey, Blu-ray, how you doing? Hi. You want me to dye my hair? I mean, it would help you be less recognizable. Okay, what color? What's your natural hair color? Well, it's gray now, but it used to be dark brown. Then you could do dark brown or whatever you want. Feels like I'm chasing my youth. And he goes back over. <laughs> Jet and Xander, what you doing? What is Xander's hair under the hat? Who knows? <laughs> I don't think we we have yeah, seen has it. He, has he taken it off at all? Or well, no, yeah, yeah, you've switched hats. Yeah, but were any of you looking? Nope. <laughs> Apparently not, because I don't know what I it guess is. Not, yeah. So, all I do is I turn the hat around, but I get more of a <laughs> I get more of a beard. Same color. Uh. Yeah. Um, has anybody seen Vikings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want the Viking cut. <laughs> oh, so like all the way around the sides is shaved and then the top has like a bun? Yeah, yeah. And then the, they either do a bun or they do a braid. I want the braid. It's going down. What are you doing with your little beard? I want it a little bit longer. What color you want it? Uh, Kind of be hot boy if it was like a ginger red. I'm going to go hot boy. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna go hot boy gingerbread. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna run up to Jet. Jet, feel, feel, feel my face. I want to rub it super aggressively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll say five gold for each of the cuts. Oh, oh that's a lot. Wow. She comped Kingsley's because it's cost choppers. It's buy four, get one free. Oh, I guess it is cost chopper. Maybe it's two gold per. It's two gold. Yeah. Yay. As you guys are getting ready to leave, she goes, excuse me, um, ma'am. Yeah. Would you like to check our makeup section? And she points over there and there's a disguise kit for sale. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, how much for this kit? I just checked. It's 25 gold in the player's handbook. Oh, oh. okay. Here you go. It's pretty extensive though. It's a good kit. All right. So you got your disguise kit. Yes. What does it all have? Because I mean, it should be really extensive, right? Because 25 gold is a lot. Mm-hmm. Does it have like prosthetics and stuff? There's like prosthetic moldy things in it. That sounds like fun. Cool. All right, guys. I think we're set. Everyone feeling themselves? We good? I'm ready. Yeah. I'm so ready now. Jet, you look like you could take on an entire village. <laughs> I feel like it. <laughs> are you headed into the city or are you headed to Matthias's? I guess we'll step out and discuss. Yeah. Don't want to talk and cost choppers. Bye now. Bye. Thank you. I'm sorry I'm like so like shoppy right now, but I feel like I should get another outfit also. Uh, I'm assuming you can't just use your your kit? No. I mean, this has like props and stuff, but it doesn't have outfits. Oh, okay. You're in an area that has a lot of shops and stuff. Like it would be very easy. Tell me what you get and give up two silver. I just want to get like a, a green slinky, but like easy to move around in like casual dress. You want like a cinched waist belt too, or just the dress? Yeah. You know, something earthy. Does it have pockets? It has pockets. It has two. Pockets are an extra copper, actually. Okay, fine. Worth <laughs> it. Anything we wanted to do in the city proper or do we want to go? Are we done and we want to go to the university? I, th I think the only thing that we wanted to do right now is just change our looks a little bit, which we're we're done now. So yeah, should we just try to make our way in into the uh, the university? We're all pretty good, right? Yeah, I I'll real quick go find um some different, more low key looking um wizard robes for Kingsley, just so they're not exactly the same. Are you good with this Kingsley, or do you want another vibe? I I was hoping like green is kind of my color. You guys have green? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Cool. So he's got a green robe now. You guys don't have changing rooms or something? We got the shitter out back. Yeah, just to go do that real quick. He does so. <laughs> All right. To college. To college. And I'm going to... I have a uh, light blue ripped denim vest. Not like a letterman jacket? No. He's not that kind of guy. I don't like college attire. Does it seem like that it's a younger population here? You really aren't next to the college yet, so it's kind of hard to tell. Like, this area is, like, you know, somewhat young, but there's also a lot of older people here, too. Like, Faramore is definitely more than just a college town. Okay. Okay. 
you head up that long winding road that wraps around a set of hills that a few large buildings sit atop. One is very organically shaped with multiple circular towers being connected by seemingly random passageways with little regard for symmetry. The largest of these buildings is a two-story rectangular structure with a red roof. Making your way up the road, it is nicely kept though it does not seem to get much travel. There are many residences around this area, but none of them are actually connected to this road. It isn't a particularly long road, but it does seem to slope around a large hill as you get closer into view of different buildings that belong to the university. Making a kind of large arc around, this road circles, and inside the circle is a watchtower that stands 80 foot high surrounding various smaller buildings. Then this road just leads directly to that rectangular building ahead that you can now see has a round tower about 40 feet tall in one corner. As you round this bend in the road and look at this building straight on, a large humanoid comes out of the watchtower to your left. It is an eight foot tall, completely bald and hardy humanoid. He has deep blue lines painted onto his face that start at his earlobe, curve along his jaw and onto his cheek before coming between his nose and each eye and then continuing down the back of his hairless head. His skin is a pale, pale white. He is currently shirtless, showing off a body that has lines of paint that flank his abdomen and seem to originate from under his armpits. The only thing he's wearing is a set of pants made from simple brown fabrics that barely reach his calves, and a wolf pelt that he wears in place of a loincloth. As he's walking up, I'm gonna elbow nudge Blueberry. Is that the teacher it it doesn't give off those academia vibes okay welcome matthias will be waiting for you in the foyer and he starts walking towards the large rectangular building okay wait did he know we were coming you fallen yeah i guess so i mean that's (laughs) what we're here for this mostly rectangular building has an entryway that protrudes from it in the front left corner This large man opens these double doors without actually touching either of them, simply waves his hand and both doors open elegantly to reveal an entryway. This entryway has beautiful wooden floors and a small fountain surrounding a sculpture of an elderly man in robes holding a long staff. Out the top of the staff comes a stream of water that splashes and causes ripples in the basin below. There are two arches here on either side of the sculpture that lead further into the building where there is a foyer and a seating area. There is a large piano here that is being played, but does not have anyone seated at the bench. A large fireplace roars to the side of this room. The northeast corner of this room opens up into two hallways going north and east. The north and east walls here before that opening are covered in bookshelves that are filled with all sorts of books. There's even a small cart here full of books that seem to be slowly placed back in their respective places by something that you cannot see. From this hallway heading east comes a man. It is an older, 5'5 human man with short graying hair that sits nicely atop a receding hairline. He has a nicely groomed goatee that retains some of its color that nicely matches his tight brown tunic that is cinched at the waist with a wide belt of the same color. His legs are covered by very clean leathers. He greets you all with... Enter! as he bows with his hands tucked behind his back. Welcome to Matthias's University of Modern Magic. I am Matthias, and this is my university. 
Blueberry was right! Blueberry was right! That's the guy that's gonna fix everything! And for today, that's a wrap. We, he just came right up to the- We didn't have to go find right him. Right there. He's gonna fix everything. Just, okay. Is he the hot teacher? Is he hot? <laughs> We're gonna find one. Hot teacher! We will not leave until we find a hot teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Did you say love you? <laughs> hey, hey, whoa, don't leave just yet. This one's important. Next week, we have a free bonus one-shot run by our own Anna Brisbane that is going out in the main feed so all of you can get a taste of what's in store for you in The After Party. Come join a wild and crazy adventure with new characters and listen to Anna DM us through a super happy, fun, crazy murder dungeon. Becoming a patron also allows you to go behind the scenes and hear more about the party's conspiracy theories on what happens next, now that Kingsley is free. Just head on over to patreon.com slash castparty to become an official part of our cast and crew. You'll receive access to all sorts of crazy exclusive bonus content, our community discord where we host live listening parties with all of us on the release night of every cast party episode, and entry into our merch giveaway that we do at the end of every episode. Speaking of, today's merch winner is Sarah. All that and more can be found at patreon.com slash castparty. Thank you all again so much for listening, and we'll see you in two weeks to see what awaits inside Matthias's university. See ya. This is, uh, Colin, completely out of off topic. I'm right-handed. I can't fucking snap with my right hand well my left snaps are so much better. what isn't that weird (laughs) like i can do it it's just not as like like i can get like really loud with my left hand but like my right hand pitches between my two hands (laughs) like one is a higher pitch the other is a lower pitch yeah yeah my right's higher than my left well that's because there's left-handed and right-handed pitchers (laughs) (laughs) oh darling that hair is hideous we have Got to do something to change that. You're trying for that Ebab flow look, but you know only he can pull it off. Maybe you can go with more of a Saint E Love kind of look. Or maybe the classic Eric Five that has been sweeping Fendrea ever since Jesky Fire brought it back. Oh, you really want to keep your current hair? You just want to trim, really? Well, okay, yeah, let's see what we can do to spice it up. How about we add some of Rosendo's boysenberry dry shampoo to the mix? We can at least keep that hair from getting too gross out in the world. And finally, just for a little bit of style, we need to send you home with some of our hair gel. This one should work wonders for you. It's I Can't Believe It's Not Butter Because It's Just Butter by Sean De Jesus. It will give your hair a nice shine and an even tastier smell.